Top of the news this evening is speculation concerning the real facts behind a Department of Health announcement about a radioactive spill supposed to have occurred yesterday at the state nuclear plant. Strange case. No sign of violence, yet she looks completely contorted in fear. Almost as if she'd been frightened to death. As if she'd seen something too horrible to live through. You're listening to the Really Awful Movies Podcast, a celebration of genre cinema. Hi, my name is Chris, and along with Jeff, we talk about movies that aren't really awful at all. Horror, action, kung fu, musicals, post-apocalyptic, women in prison films, and much, much more. Bear spray. You're not gonna need it. I would be lucky to see anything bigger than a chipmunk. Of course you're going that way. This is the way. Alex? I don't understand. This can't be it, right? Can you look at me, please? Just let me think. Just let me think. Let me think. We don't have a map. We don't have a cell phone. We are in the middle of nowhere. What is that? Uh, I don't want to say, from the trees on the dam. That's not an acorn. From our downtown Toronto headquarters, here's episode 233, Backcountry. I'm going to preface this podcast by saying I'm a little edgy today because uh, last night uh, my uh, slumber was interrupted by my building's third fire. An actual fire? Yeah. Not a false so, alarm, but a No, fire. no. We, we usually wow. have a false alarm, so it's like a boy who cried wolf mm-hmm. kind of thing where my... Uh, neighbors and f- tenants don't even bother going outside when the alarm goes off. This one, well, I never do. That's the thing. I mean, this sounds pretty, uh, a pretty fucked up story. Um, but each and every time that the fire alarm goes off in my building, I never evacuate because that's what you assume. Your, your mind automatically gravitates towards false alarm. So, oh yeah. So well, there was a big uh, downpour last night, and the uh, the basement flooded. The transformers were pooched uh smoke was sent all over the place so for uh, two and a half hours last night i was standing outside my high rise with a hundred other stunned people with their pets and kids in tow well the fire department and the ontario hydro rectified the power situation so as far as i know we're on a generator right now but i haven't been home since crazy so yeah so i'm a little bit uh on edge a little bit worse for wear so Mm -hmm. i was up until three and uh yeah, being jarred awake oh, yeah. by something terrifying. Mm-hmm. This is the second time mm-hmm. in as uh, four or five days in which that has happened. The other time is what precipitated discussion of backcountry. Well, I was going to say before we get into that, um, I recall back when I was living in another building in the same complex for about four nights straight. The fire alarm would keep going off at about three in the morning, and then you would get the super going or not super the security you know, warning by evacuated, and to be jarred out of your slumber by something so loud and shrill and, and, and it's <laughs> awful. It's 
It's very bad. And then it's hard yeah. for you to get back to sleep, you know. So I feel for you, man. I feel your pain. Um, when you went outside, when you evacuated, were you uh, wearing your sleep attire or did you actually get dressed? I'm curious. Oh, I threw on some crappy sandals and had mm. some shorts. And uh, yeah, and it's not like anyone one up me in that regard because everyone was in their nightgowns. Okay, man. So you said you're saying the second story precipitated this movie on. Again, you know, like you recommend this movie. This is a movie on Netflix. Um, I'd probably scroll past this a hundred times. Uh, I think Netflix is shit for horror. It is shit for horror. It is. No argument here. And everything that comes on Netflix, I just automatically assume is, if, especially if I've never heard of it before, which I hadn't with this film, mm -hmm. is pretty much garbage. So, what brought you to this movie? Well, on the weekend, I was uh, camping mm -hmm. in the in three and a half hours outside of Toronto. And it's kind of ironic that I've had to deal with, deal with fire because in northern Ontario there's a fire ban in some parts of the province because of dry conditions and forest fires all over the place. So I was up camping with no fire and all this. But anyway, I, I was startled at 5 a.m. by someone yelling. It was at my neighboring campsite, a man there yelling, Go away! Go away, bear! Go away! Wow. And I poked my head out and my other neighbors were flashing their flashlights in the direction of my tent and I said what's going on to which they answered there's a bear behind you so yeah wow. it was yeah this this was you've been through it man it was terrifying me and my girlfriend grabbed my keys mm -hmm. we ran to my car uh, jumped in and this was unbelievably difficult in this state and you're just roused and awakened like that I put on my high beams and in front of me is an adult bear a black bear holy shit and so it was about 15 feet in front of me and this is crazy and then I was I was this is I had no idea I would be doing this like I'm a dyed-in-the-wool city dweller yeah, man. I'm not a rugged outdoorsman despite my outward appearance no yeah. I'm kidding yeah and so I was honking at this bear it was honking, and then I was thinking, like, if I drive toward it, will it be mad, or should I just stay here? And finally, after much prodding by my neighbors, the thing darted off into the woods. Uh, an hour later, we went on a bathroom-slash-water uh, break, walked over to another part of the campground, and a cub bounded by, by me. So a yearling... Do you know that you were, you were camping in bear country? I, well, I mean, you always hear stories. This is Algonquin Park, right. which is... A huge park in Ontario that's like a third the size of Belgium it's thousands of kilometers mm -hmm. uh, I, they're attracted to people so I don't even know what's better to be in a remote location where you're the only thing on the menu or to be among a bunch of people I, that well, attracts yeah. the bears that's, so, that's uh, it, yeah man it's like wow two piles of shit which one smells better you know yeah and uh, this is the first time I've been camping in a decade and I won't say it's, it, it will be my last because it was a thrill. The following night, uh, it was no surprise that the bear, having feasted on the uh, foodstuff left over by my neighbors, came back for seconds and came back at around 9 or 10 in the evening. And I heard rustling at that point, so I was terrified to go to sleep. I couldn't sleep. And that night... It just I was sweating through my sleeping bag, and at 3.30 in the morning, I was roused yet again. Mm -hmm. And this time it was like the rather startling 
Stark. I'm about. I'm ready to hear like a mountain lion or something. No, right? it's Your a, wo- going wo- a wolf. Escal- wolf oh, uh, calls. So a family of wolves, and yeah, I, I can't replicate it here. Maybe I'll uh, insert some uh, sound effects I'm sure here. There's no wolf sound. Like no, it, but it's it's know. really like quite jarring. Like I always thought it was ho, but it's yeah. really not. That's Solid. more of a husky. Yeah, uh, okay. it's more like it's it has more peaks and yeah. peaks and and. and Troughs. It was. Wow. It was. And after well, that, there was no. There was no going back to you sleep. Look, oh. Yeah, you look shaken up just telling the story. And it's like, yeah, okay. It, well, what, what, what did you think I was gonna say? I thought you were gonna say I look like shit. No, no. You come on, Chris. You're, uh, <laughs> you look marvelous, marvelous. Well, well, thank, you, thank, you, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, okay, bears. Let's talk a bit about bears before we get to backcountry. First of all, uh, my only encounter with a bear was in summer camp, and. You know, we would get all these warnings of extreme things happening. Tornadoes, hurricanes, bears, right? And then we would get locked in our cabin. And as a young child, nine years old, I was praying for these things. I wanted, oh, please let there be a tornado. I wanted, like, the excitement. I wanted the, the, the you know, I, the I don't know. The visceral thrill of the, a... The visceral, the yeah, thrills, but, exactly. So every time I heard about a bear looking around outside, I kept looking in the windows to spot the bear... And one, at one point, I did actually see that it looked like a cub, really. It wasn't yeah. that big. And it just started through uh, past our cab. And I was really, really... I was like, yes! I saw a bear! You know, I, was, I think I was young enough to think a bear is still as friendly. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly not friendly. No, uh, not. As this movie can attest to it. Next thing about bears. We love all our listeners equally. Every one of our listeners, thank you so much. We do have uh, a listener who is um, a constant source of fantastic feedback movie recommendations etc from portland oregon mm-hmm. dm elms and not only does she suggest movies but sometimes she actually if i if i f- say i'm interested she'll send me the movie so this arrived in the mail about a week ago uh maybe a few days ago actually not quite a week and this is going i'm not saying it's gonna be our next movies so we gotta watch it together but this is looks too awful and amazing not to podcast oh wow what are the chances? The country bears, man. The country bears. It's a bear getting the family together. Well, you know, you know about the country bear jamboree in Disney World, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So this <laughs> I don't is know what to say. The, I know exactly. Like a cheap cash in. It's like I remember or a very I, expensive. I remember cash-in. when I went to Disney World, being forced to see the country bear jamboree. It's one of those things that you don't want to do in Disney World. Is it World. a jamboree? That I don't know. Oh, you know? That's, that would just a part of my soul would just die. Honestly, like, it's like the Hall of Presidents. You just don't want it. There's so many cooler things to be doing than watching these animatronic bears play a fucking bluegrass number, right? This is a movie. Uh, oh my god, this is like 90 minutes of the country bear jamboree. Oh my god, well. And quote the Arizona Daily Star, and you know. Oh, none know. other than yeah. None other than this film is so much fun. <laughs> so when you're getting raves like that, I mean, this is going to be something. So thank you, DM. We are going to be watching this together. Can't wait. Fairly soon. Um, I would say in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. because things are a little bit, uh, still a bit hectic right now, but they're going to slow down, quiet down in about a week or two, and that will be watched, and we will... I can't wait. I'm excited. I, I'd like to watch it tonight, but I'm waiting. To oh, I've got a bunch of puns lined up. Okay. Uh, so getting back to backcountry. So... And I was talking about Netflix and horror, and I've mentioned my horror history with Netflix many a time on the show. There was it was once a really good repository of uh, tons of AIP stuff, Corman stuff, a lot of Jess Franco, a lot of Mario Bava. This is the American Netflix. Canadian yeah. Netflix is always shit. Um, yeah, great driving stuff, great exploitation. It was wonderful. I, used to, I had lists upon lists upon lists. It would have taken me 
a month if I would just watch those movies straight. And then one day I log into Netflix and every single time on my list, invariably, this title is expiring, whatever, you know, in like two weeks. And I had two weeks to go through this massive list of films. There was no way I could do it. I managed to squeeze in like 10 or so <laughs> before everything just vanished. Yeah. And I consider that day to be the darkest day in the history of Netflix. That was a great calling, the removal of all awesome horror flicks. And all that remained at that point was stupid paranormal crap, shit that went straight to video, um, or straight to Netflix, the odd, interesting film directed by, let's say, Mike Flanagan, like A Gerald's Game, or um, the one that everyone loves, was it called Ian Hush? I didn't really like it that much, but mm. yeah, but I like Gerald's Game. I, that made me wince. I was a great Stephen King adaptation. But as far as new horror goes, I mean, I'm trying to just skip over everything, because it's... I mean, it's just I'm just going by past precedents. But this one here, where did you hear about this film? Uh, I didn't. I just have a certain affinity for uh, backwoods, uh, I guess, lost in the wilderness As type movies. Yeah. And uh, whether it be well, my personal favorite, almost. Uh, I mean, or deliverance, you could, can, right? Well, I was going to say rituals tied with deliverance. Ah, yeah. or the Canadian deliverance being rituals. You ever seen the movie? Um, a perfect. Was it called a perfect getaway with Mila Jovovich and Timothy? Yes, Oliphant? Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Who's uh, oh, I was going to spoil it, but yeah, a fantastic, uh, I guess, tropical vacation gone awry movie. Mm-hmm. That's I love that. And for fans of uh, Timothy Oliphant, he's pretty pretty damn hilarious in the Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix. Mm. It's uh, him and Drew Barrymore, and uh, it's it's a, it's a horror comedy that involves zombies and whatnot. It's not the greatest show in the world, on you know, it's not. Uh, it's not you know something that you're saying must see employment TV, but hey, you could do a lot worse on Netflix. Oh, it's always good to see Timothy Oliphant, whether it's uh, you know, or the Crazies or which was kind of subpar, but still he elevates the material. Yeah. Or Deadwood, of course, so he's he's amazing. He's a good actor, and he's got yeah. a real kind of jovial persona in this one, <laughs> kind of aloof, kind of stone half the time. I don't know, it's kind of cool, hmm. and he's he really plays a straight man. There's all this wackiness going around him, huh. but as a straight man, he's wacky too. So I, I, I'm going to recommend that. Backcountry. Yeah, backcountry. Well, just it's it's Canadian. It's from 2014. Okay. So yeah. I, as I was watching the film and enjoying it quite a bit, I started to suspect that it might be Canadian. <laughs> but no, that's <laughs> I love the way you say that. But no, I but suspected that, of having but, Canadian leanings. But it surprised me because normally with Canadian, I'm like, yeah, okay, I could tell. You know, this was like it's Canadian and it's damn yeah. good. Canada's produced a lot of good horror movies of late. Then it went to a bit of a slump. The last couple of years, there's been nothing coming out that's made me go... I mean, the last few films I saw were really shit. So, yeah, I figured as much. I figured probably BC. Was that where it was filmed? Uh, it was actually filmed in Ontario. Oh, so wow. it's only okay. in our own backyard. And I was just... I, I was hit with just a wave of nostalgia in the first five minutes. Because they're driving through... Uh, the countryside with which I'm pretty familiar as a frequent camper with uh, with my, my family. And they pull in to the campsite and, and that they, was of course then because you haven't camped in over 10 years you yeah that was back then and then when this couple our, our uh, protagonists Alex and Jen right. pull into this log cabin where you register for your campsite I was mm-hmm. just filled with so much like joy and nostalgia because I remember waiting in line to get your ticket to put in your campsite and you pay this was a pre-internet obviously where you couldn't book ahead and you would go to the ranger's office or the ranger station I guess you would call it and you'd get your ticket and you'd get your number and then you'd try to find the, the your campsite number and yeah. then suss it out with your with your parents it's like oh I don't like where that tree is where are we going to pitch the tent where are we going to park like this is just joyful stuff well, and I, how close are we to the lake uh, all this I, wonderful I'm going to uh, this is something I was going to say for what did I learn mm-hmm. but I learned a lot from this film so I'll just 
One thing I've learned from this movie is I don't ever want to go camping. Ever. Okay? I've never been a camper. And this movie did nothing to dissuade me. <laughs> um, I was even a Boy Scout, you know? And I remember going on a camping weekend. And I think I might have camped once when I was in overnight camp. We went to like another place called Intercamp, which had a lot of haunted ghost stories and stuff like that. And I did, a, I did this weekend camping to watch uh, a rock festival uh, in Northern Ontario. It was a weekend of just fucking debauchery and um, a lot of uh, intake. Uh, <laughs> pharmaceutical of pharmaceutical products. <laughs> and so I can't really consider that real camping yeah. at all. Um, to me, I don't understand why, and this is funny because there used to be a website that you and I uh, like quite a bit called Stuff White People Like. They kind yes, of went, yeah. It's, it, they had a book and it spawned just, a book and, yeah. and a sequel to the book, and then the, uh, the guy just disappeared. And the one thing he says is white people love to camp. Mm -hmm. You know, you notice that, like, it's only white people that have this thing. Like, they, they like to RV or camp. Yeah. You know, they like to rough it, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes they have all mod cons in, every, in those RVs, they're not really roughing it at all. But. Yeah, white people just like to, you know, we have all our wonderful creature comforts. Let's just go into some godforsaken forest oh, and well, live like a bunch of uh, vagrants. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, well, there's three levels of camping. Yeah, I was thinking about this on the way over here as I was stuck on a subway. Uh, yeah, number one is the camper trailer camping experience yep. where you go to this sort of white trash place sometimes it has a pool you plug your camper in you, you have a satellite dish sometimes on site you got a and grill, you might you, you got, got a grill you got a, a pit you might as well be in your own backyard and that's mm. nothing nothing burgers number two is you go to a campground and this has some facilities uh, they have running water sometimes an outhouse in the case where i was they have actual functioning toilets yep and uh, there are three hours usually outside of Toronto. Level three is backcountry right. camping, as the title of this movie and that's is. That's completely roughing in every single yeah, way. That's yeah, that's where you don't have a car. You park somewhere and you go into the bush, typically with a canoe or a backpack, and you have no intention to stay at any one place. And I've only done that once, mm -hmm. and uh, for a week. And yeah, let's just say. Mm. that was a week's worth of constipation because there was no way I was going to mm. crap in the bush. So no. I was in level two in this. Yeah, level two. Uh, level two having trouble do, um, doing number two. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could ever do the backcountry in question here, but I, I, this movie, this was responsible for, I guess precipitating my fear of which then realization of yeah. a, a bear encounter so this terrified me later mm -hmm. in it, there was a terrifying scene truly to be had in this film too but later i thought about it and i thought about how bears attack and this so that had well, me unsettled for two nights what i liked about this film there's a lot of things i liked about it um one of the things i liked about okay so you have a couple it's not mentioned but obviously they're City slickers. Although the uh, the boyfriend is uh, purports to be this experienced outdoorsman, and he's got a bit of hubris. He go when they go to the ranger station. He refuses to take a map. He's like, I've been here a million times. I know where to go. We're gonna go to Black. Yeah, I was here Trail. as a kid. I know Although, where the waterfalls yeah. are. I know where the beach is. All this crap. And uh, you know, it's funny because I was thinking like. You know, of course, when you have movies such as the, we, we've talked a lot with the urban-rural divide, and you don't get that in this movie. What you do get is the experienced outdoorsman basically looking at like the weekend are going kid you better know what you're doing and then to add to the hubris and to talk about um you know some of the buzzwords of today 
it was his girlfriend Jen's first camping trip. So he's and, and so she brought up a lot of provisions for safety and precautions, and he's mocking her and he's throwing them away and he's saying you don't need that. And he's doing a lot of here's the buzzword mansplaining. Yeah, well, I was thinking about that too because I think although we are both sufficiently frightened, my girlfriend has experience backcountry camping, mm-hmm. and although this is both of our closest experience with a bear, she has bear experience, and she was able the next night to fall asleep quite comfortably until the wolves came. But yeah, I was the one who was like turning to her, and maybe who trying to seek some sort of woman splaining to make sure everything was going to be all right. Because yeah. this this was. I was out of my comfort zone. This was a a guy, Alex, who wanted to be an alpha male, but just wasn't quite there. And he was very easily threatened, because at one point, um, I forget why, but he goes off into the woods, comes back, and he, and he sees Jen talking to, you know, kind of like a rugged Irish man, but he yeah. was rad. And he invites him for dinner. He had a bunch of fish. And, you know, at this point, you're, you don't know where this film is going, right? And you're thinking to yourself, oh, okay, well, this Brad is a little... I mean, there's definitely tension, right? Yeah, because the alpha male is one-upped by a true alpha male. Exactly. A guy who's, whose job and, it is is to give backcountry tours. Yep, and I was thinking, you know, just like, you know, two lions fighting for leadership of the pride, right? Of course, one of them is way more, and that would be Brad, right? Because he was, he was more the real deal. But then Brad starts getting very aggressive, and you're thinking to yourself, hmm, is that going to be the story? Uh, and, and, and the film teases that quite a bit. This film was very good at drawing out suspense, um, keeping you in, in a really interesting sense of place. Some of the establishing shots were just gorgeous. And to tell you the truth, as I was, wa- I watched three courses film on my fucking phone. I watched it today, huh. right? And my internet uh, was out for the most of the day, so I'm like, oh my god, i got to watch it before Chris comes by, so I watched my phone, and I was still stunned by some of the aerial shots and so on of the forestry, just because of how much beauty we have in Ontario, but anyhow. It's true, it's true. So, it, I mean, we don't want to get too deep into spoilers, Deep but, into the woods, yeah. Yeah, but, but as they get deeper into the woods, things start to get a little more dire, and he starts to realize that his hubristic attitude was very wrong when things start going sideways very quickly and ultimately yeah he's got to contend with a bear so it's not he does and she does and so it's 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 not man versus man it's man versus nature it's man versus beast or should i say woman versus but let i don't maybe i said too much at that point yeah yeah well it's interesting because this is based on a true story which i'd sort of known about as well so that that also uh, helped uh, exacerbate my fear going into this once in a decade camping experience where this couple was attacked and one member of mauled and killed in a in a campsite near sudbury ontario which is five hours from here and my god like i was at a campground where people have been mauled though not on my site uh 10 to kilometers south of me they had to recently close a trail because of uh, an overabundance of black bears so this is bear country and yeah the way they handled this was very very interesting very much i i I love that yeah, this guy is, is taking her under his wing in a very condescending manner. Uh, she's, she is the one who's in the right. She actually ha- comes equipped with bear spray. And he just says, oh, a you don't need that. Or what have you. And then she, yeah. she finally 
yeah, he, he finally relents. It's okay, well, if you're going to have bear spray, attach it to your belt so you can use it when, when need be. But yeah, she was in the right, so for all her... Uh, naivete she was the one who was actually prepared and mm -hmm. he wasn't and, and that was a quite quite affecting where they yeah. as they progressively get lost mm -hmm. and their relationship and their their it's breakdown splinters but then it sort of comes together again mm -hmm. that's another thing i really appreciate about this movie they were a believable couple um, yeah they i when they were happy i believed it when they fought i believe it they had believable fights um, by, by the way, do you happen to know the director of this film? The name is uh, Yes, me. I think it's Adam McDonald. So it's okay. his first time feature. And uh, he's got some connection to the former ABC TV pr procedural called Rookie Blue. Okay. Which is kind of a good cop show. It was filmed in Toronto. Uh, it's no longer running. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the stars were from there as well. Oh, okay, and, good. Uh, well, good yeah. actors. Very good. They equipped themselves really well. Yeah. Uh, acquitted themselves very well. Mm -hmm. Equipped. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, they were also they weren't equipped. equipped well, yeah. <laughs> well, um, half equipped. Well, exactly. Um, but good on him for a debut feature. I really, I was impressed. And you know what? I would have been impressed if this was somebody's fifth feature. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the, the, like as I was saying before, the film had atmosphere to the atmosphere to spare. When I say that, I don't mean in the gothic sense of the word. I mean in building. You know, there was like this idyllicness, but yet at the same time, there was things on the soundtrack that would just give you this foreboding sense of dread. A crow, you know? Oh, yeah. Or flies buzzing, right? In fact, that was the first shot, was flies buzzing ominously around a carcass. Well, you know, flies are buzzing. Well, we, and we don't see what the carcass is. Mm -hmm. Is it human? Is it animal? So right away, anytime something seemed idyllic or peaceful, there's always this undercurrent of, of impending doom. And... I like that. I like and it, that it took a, a lot of balls for sure to primarily focus on two people because, well, it, with a certain extent, a couple other people factor in, but uh, mm -hmm. for 75% of this is a, a two man, well, I was going to say a two man tent, a two man interplay, a two, yeah. a two person yeah. interplay yeah. between you know, fiance and. Yeah. Well, and, uh, he was mm -hmm. going to propose to her yeah, once yeah. they reached So soon, hopefully, soon to be fiancés mm -hmm. anyway. So ultimately, it becomes a survival film. Uh, this is not uh, a grizzly. This is not a mutated bear. This is not a. This is just your garden variety, everyday, motherfuckingly scary bear. And I and they use a real bear. I mean, some scenes yeah. they I think they were using like a head or something. But mm -hmm. like for the most part, it was a real bear, not some CG monstrosity. So like in the Revenant, you know. Yeah. Was, exactly. Yeah. Oh uh, well. So should we segue into what we've learned? Um, yeah, I'll start. Okay. So the first thing I want to say was, yeah, never been a camper, don't want to be a camper. The weekend you just had, even if you didn't have the bear or the wolf experience, it still sounds horrific. <laughs> I don't want to go camping. I like I like my mod cons. I like, oh, well, no, I mean, I can't be that categorical. I did sort of, you know, spend a week in a monastery in Thailand. That was sort of roughing it. Yeah. Um, but I still think camping is somewhat of a ludicrous activity. And the fact that people spend so much money on equipment and supply, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a white person thing through and through and through. And I'm not. Uh, another thing I learned, Netflix does not know how to spell the word pristine. Because huh. I was watching this with the subtitles on and they spelled it P-R-I-S-T- Double E N. Oh. So that was interesting. <laughs> uh, of course, you know, the uh, teacher and me, I'm always picking up mistakes, right? Um, what else did I learn? Um, ah, yeah, well, the other thing I just want to say, I want to get back to the, the cinematography and everything. 
Um, there was there was a, a shot that just worked so well for me, where once we're starting to realize that the real danger is this bear, and they're in their tent, and they're sleeping, and the bear is poking its what do you snout, call it, snout yeah. into the tent, and it almost looked for a fleeting second Cronenbergian to me, like video drone, just like that. You know, yeah, oh, neat. Tearing yeah. through like this thin membrane, and that was very effective, very cool. Kudos once again to the director. What's his name again? Uh, Adam McDonald, I believe. Adam McDonald. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, yeah, fantastic. Some great, great shots, great sense of place. Well, f funny you should mention Cronenberg because the, the park ranger in this film is uh, Nicholas Campbell, who's a longtime Canadian genre stalwart. See, now if it would have been Nicholas Cage, oh, yeah. no, I like well, He was good too. Campbell he, was good. he was good. He was in The Omen, he was in The Brood, he was in uh, Naked Lunch. Like, he's in tons of things. And he, he's just. I love the raised eyebrow. I'm like, yeah, you're not taking a map, buddy. Like, really, you yep. need a map. You need yep. a map. So that was great. What what I learned was well, actually, I was quite quite surprised. Maybe it was the location of my campsite, but there was quite a diverse set of campers that I was with. It seemed to reflect the uh, cultural diversity of Toronto. But again, we were fairly south by the standards of where you can camp. But I, I agree with your point as a whole. My God, the accoutrement. It's almost like cycling. That white people just invest so much into the mod cons of all this camping crap. I, I learned that bears attack, predatory bears attack stealthily. And this, uh, this is bad because you think you're safe with bear spray, but if you're lying there, you're a sitting duck. Mm. Aggressive, like non-predatory, just defensive bears will like stomp their feet and mm -hmm. and, and snuffle Before and try and scare you. Watching but this film, sorry, will, I, I didn't even know the bear spray existed. What is is it? What is it? It's capsaicin. It, mm -hmm. It's just like pepper, it's pepper spray. Right? It's pepper yeah. spray. So but it, pepper spray is banned in in Canada, I okay. believe. It's a restricted uh, weapon. Mm. So, but you can get around it if. <laughs> well, you buy the bear spray. You, you buy the pepper. bear spray, but I can't see a woman carrying this, a large container of this in her purse to, to dissuade muggers. Can you, but, um, is mace illegal? Um, the, I think it's it's illegal, but again, bear spray, It's it's but it's a big container, so right. it's probably, okay. yeah. Interesting. Uh, but still, if, Did if you, you have bear spray when you went up? Uh, oh, hell no. <laughs> hell, actually, I got a branch. It was about three inches thick, about a, a meter long, and I kept that beside me by my sleeping bag along with uh, probably a five or six inch rock. And I thought, okay, if, if a snout is going to come into my tent, a la backcountry, because mm -hmm. this movie, I was thinking about it the whole time I was there, then I'm going to get big and try and frighten this thing and throw rocks at it, which you're supposed to do with really? bears. That's the, how you're, you're playing dead That's is a misnomer. Wow. Uh, also, mother bears and cubs are not aggressive, especially. What you have to fear is predatory male bears. And luckily for all of us in Ontario, there are not that many bear attacks. There's a few fatalities every decade or so, but that's... It's funny because, you know, I'm just reminded of a, of a joke by Chris Rock. I recently, um, by the way, you haven't even noticed my new TV. Look at that sucker. Ooh, 75 gorgeous. inches, 4K. Oh, can't wait to dig into the country bears Disney fucking jamboree on oh, this baby. Yeah, like exactly. Six foot of modern TV technology. <laughs> uh, this is unbelievable. Yeah. It's perched atop these bar stools and this thing is, <laughs> this room is not big enough to watch. Oh, no, no. It, it will be mounted in my new place. Oh, in place. your new place. Okay, okay yeah. next week. Yeah, that's yeah. That's why Chris is helping me move. We're okay. moving next week, so it shall be mounted, yeah. 
Uh, right now, this TV is too good for this room. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, um, unbelievable. Anyhow, um, I forgot what I was going to say. I was, oh. I was good. We were, you said something, and then I was going to segue, <laughs> and then I just looked at my TV. I was like, you know. <laughs> so, having said that, and I'm sure that the second we uh, press stop on record, I'm going to remember exactly what I was going to say. So, <laughs> it's all right. Um, Country Bear Jamboree. Cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll doubt Country Bear Jamboree. Probably movie that we will use to, to, to christen my new apartment. Yeah. Because, yeah, but you know. Yeah, I think so. Uh, because you're going to help me move, and then we're going to, once I'm settled in, we are watching the Country Bear Jamboree. And, oh, uh, star rating. That's oh yeah, of course. Uh, three and a half stars for me because anytime a movie sits with you like this and and well, I'm not gonna say ruins because I had a fantastic trip and hearing wolves howl is pretty amazing and bear up going, close. Oh, woo! Then are they really howling? Is that what it sounds like? It sounds like a theremin, the Russian uh, oh. instrument. Like it's. Let's put it this way, it seemed closer than what it probably was. Mm-hmm. And then I was worried about wolves because I thought, well, what if the wolves come by? Because they sounded really close. So I was convinced at that point. Just get into your car and just go. <laughs> just leave. Forget about it, man. At, at some point, we did consider it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the neighbors who precipitated this event got wise and as per campground instruction, mm-hmm. put their fucking food in their car because they had their food now, in the camper and that's yeah. what attracted the and bears. you jog my memory. I can't remember what horror movie it was. Was it Rituals? Was it perhaps? I don't know. Where they were um, hanging their food up in the trees? Maybe it was yes. Hub? I don't know. But that's so the bear. Is that... So that's what you're supposed to do, uh, and that's what they attempted to do in in backcountry. Uh, they probably didn't put it high enough, uh, but you're supposed to put it in in your trunk of your car and covered because bears have a better sense of smell than uh, canines. Okay. So yeah, scary so, stuff. I'm gonna give this uh, a similar rating as as yourself, maybe even a little higher, three and three quarters. Wow, uh, good I'm, stuff. I'm not gonna give it four stars because of just a little bit of. Um, anticlimacticism near mm-hmm. and just a wee bit not enough to attract from the entire viewing experience and i guess the last thing i'm going to say is go bears go bear. bears yeah well, and Chicago, you know, yeah bears, and so. we'll see I, I don't know if we're going to have another film in between or whether we're going to whether you'll be able to bear with us while we go back to back uh ursine film discussions oh here. i think we'll have one in between before we yeah well i hope so yeah. either way uh check out our podcast new episodes uploaded for your listening pleasure every friday and send us your animal attack movie suggestions we can't get enough of them my god like between uh, our fulsome fun discussion of grizzly with uh scott drebbit from daily dead mm-hmm. and this movie here man we love our animal attack movies and we hope you do too and we'll talk to you soon take care